Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Today, joined by a very special guest in studio. His name is Kurt Dalton. His company is Cannabis.net. He's from Middleton, Massachusetts, and he calls himself a web entrepreneur. Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD, and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains, and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Kurt, thanks so much for coming down today and buying me lunch, by the way. I'd maybe go right on record here. You're, you're lucky to have me. That's all I can say, Jimmy. That's what I, and I, I do believe that. Believe me, <laughs> I, I'm very happy to be here, as you are. Anyway, um, you have been doing this Cannabis.net website now for three and a half years. Tell me how it all started and, and why you did it. Sure. I was working in the uh, internet field doing a data analytics project. I saw the domain Cannabis.net come up for auction. What year was this? 2016, okay. maybe the end of 2015. Yeah. Um, at that point, I knew the guys over at Weed Maps owned uh, Marijuana.com and Net, and uh, they know Cannabis.com was kind of, I believe, in their portfolio. So I realized this was going to be the only exact match domain that would ever come for sale in my lifetime for less than half a billion dollars at this point. So I got the URL. Um, it's funny, a guy... Dare is, I ask... It How was, much it cost you? It was it was not cheap, but it wasn't in that range. That's okay, for fair sure. enough. <laughs> and it was a British photographer had owned it for about twenty years and hadn't done much with it. And he had just had a, a picture of a Wheaties box with a uh, pot leaf over it for twenty years. But it had built up organic strength and it had a domain um, age to it that Google likes. So. Uh, after looking at the industry and realizing it's going to be a long time until you can buy ads, I realized this was going to be a click and a traffic. Uh, you better throw a really wide net out there. So we developed it to kind of be the one-stop uh, shop for cannabis fans. So we do full mapping mm-hmm. uh, for all cannabis businesses, not just doctors and um, dispensaries, but like, say, lawyers, edible companies, uh, people who are doing real estate. They can be on a map. Uh, we do full news and blogging every day as well, seven days a week. Uh, we put in a social feed, uh, kind of like the Facebook of weed. Uh, we didn't design our site around it. We did it for Google love to bring people back to the site to uh, affect bounce rates, that kind of thing. Uh, we have a full cannabis job board. We've realized cannabis jobs are going to be probably in demand and interesting in the future. And we wanted to start getting indexed and kind of a history. Um, we also put up a cannabis events page where you can just put in your zip code or if you're on your our app, it just shows you 
Like, what are the events coming up around here? Not just the six big shows, but the actual, hey, is there a cooking class with cannabis coming up? Is there an educational program with CBD in Maine this weekend? So we have a full cannabis events page, and we do have a full, we call it the CBD Superstore, where we deal with about 12 different providers of uh, high-quality CBD products. Uh, you can order CBD from us, um, and hopefully it's someday in the future with a law change, THC. So it's, it is, uh, on the CBD side, you can have multiple CBD products on that? Is that, or is it just one? Are they buying for the setting? Are they paying you for the right to be the only one? Anything like that going on? No, we looked at this as being trying to set up a shop where someone could go and compare brands Mm because everything we saw out there was just they were working with one provider. So here's your, uh, you know, Dove Soap CBD. That's all we have. Mm -hmm. We said, well, why not let all the providers in, assuming they have lab testing and of high quality, and let people compare? So we have, I think, 11 suppliers right now that drop ship, but you can go and look at the different tinctures. You can go compare their salves as opposed to, well, I got to go to this site to read about this one. Um, So being more of an Amazon um, setup. You're you're actually creating uh, something that I think is a great idea since... And I didn't know you before I wrote this business plan or started my company, but it's ex- very similar to what we imagine and what we envision here at Pro Cannabis Media. That being said, um, we've already figured out that there's ways where the two of us could help each other since you've been already in the trenches. You understand the business um, for the last three and a half years and the TV side of things where we are moving towards uh, is where I, my comfort zone is. And, you know, I'm hoping that we get to play in the sandbox a little bit more uh, than just this one podcast. Uh, oh, absolutely. And we saw video three years ago as having tremendous value. When you're creating content and you're creating text, there's a three years ago, there were 50 people doing cannabis text. So I'll call that blog post articles. Now there's 300. And the high domain ranking sites, so you have your Globe, the Washington Post, Vox, Vice, all the way down the line, they have dedicated staffs now for cannabis. So it's right. hard to outrank with an article. Whereas people forget that YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. Mm-hmm. It just happens to get bundled into the Google part. Um, so there's tremendous value in making video for people. And that's kind of what you, the, the direction you guys are going is really smart. Now, of course, the video race will begin to where content is, uh, as I like to call it, boobs and bongs or just sitting at a at a desk with a lot of uh, you know dab rigs and pipes. But then there's going to be kind of like the Netflix, what's going on? You're going to have better and better content. The bar will be raised on the video side, which is where you guys are going to do really well. Thank you. Um, you know, you'll be able to edit it. There'll be multi-camera shoots. There'll be reporters in different cities cutting in through Skype. So that's exactly all coming. Right. And if you're ahead of that, you're going to be the guys that people go to. Well, that'll be great. And it, it certainly gives me a, a sense of deadline pressure, too, I might add. <laughs> and I appreciate that because I really do respond well to deadlines since I've been on deadlines my whole life, um, being in the television business. Um, so we've had a couple of interesting conversations, but I want to start off because, you know, we're both sports fans. We've, we've established that, which is great. And absolutely, this is the greatest sports city in America, Boston. I mean, yes, another one of our teams is in a championship final. Again, yes, we're spoiled. Yes, we're arrogant, but we are loving it because if you're old enough, you paid your dues in the (laughs) 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s. There was a dry stretch. Yes, there was a very large, and we're all great characters for that, right? Yes. Um, So you talk about, we talk about in sports, the Mount Rushmore of sports. And in Boston, you know, we've, it's Orr and Ted Williams, and it's Tom Brady and Bill Russell, because Bill Russell still is the greatest winner of all time. You're nodding your head. You two bleed green, as do I. Yes. So let's move on to the cannabis space, shall we? Because I got to tell you, I'm, I don't want to say I'm new to the space, 
but uh, oh wait, let me rephrase it. I'm new to the space, but not new to the product. All right, I admit that. <laughs> I, I, I've admitted that hey, many times Jimmy, on my show. It was tough times in the '70s. You had to get by somehow. We well, did. I had ADHD. Who knew <laughs> yeah. it was a cure? You I, know, <laughs> I had glaucoma. There you go. Uh, we qualified for our medical cards before they even knew what they were. Um, who do you think? And I guess this is a national. This is certainly. Uh, an American, because I don't know anybody in Amsterdam, right? Um, but definitely in the United States, who do you think you're going to be? The, who are the pioneers in this industry? So as I like to call it, the, the Mount Rushmore of weed would be uh, people with a big enough user reach and history in order to carry a brand. Because in the end, this is going to come down to branding. The actual cannabis plant will um, you know, be packaged in different forms. The margins will compress when the federal law changes. There'll be an overabundance of cannabis in the world. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to sell your product? This is where the branding comes in. We used to call it the Oprah effect when she was in her heyday. Just just get your product on Oprah and <laughs> you can go retire. Right. Well, at some point, you couldn't even send Oprah your products. They had to find you. So there are certain people I call the Mount Rushmore of weed, and that would certainly be Snoop. Uh, he has a brand already, but he, with his reach and, and his history with cannabis, he is uh, on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, Willie Nelson, certainly, again, same has his own brand, Willie's Reserve, plus his history. And cover boy of the weed, sex, the weed magazine, the Rolling Stone, right. for this year, which at, what, 86, I think he is. Exactly. Right? So. so you know how mainstream we're getting. And certainly Tommy Chong um, of Cheech and Chong fame. He's still very active on the cannabis side. Uh, would, be, uh, would be my Mount Rushmore of weed right now. Um, on the business side, if there's a Mount Rushmore of business, you certainly have to look at someone like Steve D'Angelo um, uh, out in California as really who, being a pioneer. Who brands himself as the father of the cannabis industry. And I ran into him, you know, brush with greatness like David Letterman used to exactly. do. I ran into him at the NCIA lobby days a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, as soon as I walked by him, I was like, okay. I know who you are, right? And he had just signed on with Greenflower, which is one of our affiliate partners on this little venture sure, of ours. Sure, Max Simon. And, right, and Max has done a great job with that site. In fact, has a great online certificate course that I recommend to anybody who wants to learn about this new industry, just like Cannabis 101, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's priced right and available at Greenflower. Uh, and uh, also, you know, Sensi Magazine is one of my affiliate partners as well, along with Weed Maps, Leafly, and the MJ Headline News. So um, back to back to Steve. He he's creating himself as a brand and as the father of cannabis. But I got to tell you, besides seeing him on videos and his self proclaimed father of cannabis industry brand, I had I don't get it. What is his, Do you know what his background is at all? Sure. Well, we're here in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, that's, we're, we're late to the party. He's right. been literally involved with the legalization movement back when California has had legal medical cannabis since the early, mid-80s for the HIV-AIDS epidemic in right. San Francisco. It was literally the only thing that could help these people in the streets. Mm-hmm. And Steve was involved with that. I believe Steve has also done federal time. Uh, for cannabis cultivation and, and shipping or as well. So he has walked the walk and talked the talk, not only among the early HIV AIDS patients to help them, but also done time in prison. He's fought the federal government. I think it's settled before the Supreme Court on um, something to do with cannabis as well. I'd have to look it up. But th- th- that on the business, you may not know him because he's not in movies and he's not a rapper. Right. But as far as, you know, guys you would t- tip your cap to at any time he walks by right. and say thank you, that's he would be one of them. Well, I did say thank you. And then he said, <laughs> please contact my people. And I said, sure, I'll have my people contact your people. And hopefully we'll get an opportunity to get him on the show at some sure. point. Um, we're here in our home state of Massachusetts. Did you ever think we'd be talking about cannabis as a legal commodity? as in an adult use 
um, you know, situation here where you can walk into a store over the age of 21 and walk out with weed. Did you ever think you'd see that in your lifetime? Uh, I will say this. I, I didn't think I'd see it this quickly. And there are still so many people who, if you say, oh, I'm going to get a six pack or a bottle of wine or the mummy juice for the, you know, the, the ladies who like to have a glass uh, when the kids go down, totally fine. No one bats an eye. Everybody gives you a thumbs up. Man. But as soon as you say like, oh, I'm going to do cannabis or I'm going to smoke a joint, however you want to phrase it. Oh, the eyeballs and the, oh, this, the, little, the, the whispering and the, I don't know if you should do that. It's amazing where one actually harms the brain, the liver, the kidney, let alone what it does to families and relationships when someone gets addicted to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then one is healthy. It's, in the same, it's like eating <laughs> broccoli and kale. It's in the right. same family. That's and right. yet the perception of 80 years of the stigma of prohibition Again, you walk into a party, and again, we're in Massachusetts, not California, for the listeners who are like, what are you talking about? You still have, you can show up with a six-pack or, or, or a bottle of scotch, and you're the hero. Again, you walk in, there'll be people just look the other way and maybe just not approve. It's, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, and, and we're fighting it every day, and it's one of the most frustrating things being in the media side and being pro-cannabis. And, of course, we live our brand now. We are ProCannabisMedia.com. And... I, you know, I, I say to myself many times that how are we going to move forward? How are we going to educate and undo 80 years of propaganda? And to me, I think the media, the traditional media here, is dropping the ball because the public service announcement exists for this very reason, to educate the public about something that can actually improve their lives. But because it is still that federal illegality, a lot of the stations that are controlled by national conglomerates do not want to take and accept advertising or even run a public service announcement. So to me, they are not serving the public with information. And every story that comes out is, oops, we didn't, um, you know, we didn't destroy this inert cannabis in our dumpster the right way. And that's the lead story on the news. I mean, it's they're looking for reasons for the industry to fail rather than looking at the industry from a respectful view and saying, look what they've accomplished. I would say so on the national level, as long as the plant itself and some of its components are a Schedule One drug, you'll always have that group of conservative people. Generally, they tend to be conservatives who don't want legalization. Mm-hmm. And they watch TV too. And certain networks know I have more of a conservative base, so they want to see anti-pot stuff. We did a story at Cannabis.net on, you know, I look at what's the biggest pain point? What are people afraid of? And I think we called it, is is medical marijuana the Trojan horse that people think? Because if you really try to get into the psyche of people who are so against it, yeah. um, it's they think we're tricking them. They think it's a, it's a mechanism that we're all going to get high and get stoned and you're going to make it legal and let us do it. That's their really greatest fear is that it's a trick. Medical marijuana is an excuse to recreational, which is an excuse to... It, we're all going to get stoned. We trick you. We got you to vote for it. So we try to talk about that, like it, the underlying fear of what makes them so against cannabis. Right. It's, it's a plant. I mean, like I said, it's, <laughs> right. and by the way, to, it's, it's, it grows. And it's been around for thousands oh. and thousands of years. And it's been used by, you know, let's go back thousands of years when there has been a medicine man. Okay. The medicine man used cannabis Correct. to help with disease that he was faced with because they didn't have big pharma back then, right? right? So we did a story on the history, and I believe it's about 5,000 BC. Yep. Uh, China and Asian uh, countries have 
hieroglyphics of the cannabis plant. It was used to help people and heal them. And they're even finding tombs now in Egypt um, and in and, and like Mongolia that have cannabis na- laid next to the uh, sarcophagus. So, so they're not getting buried uh, with yeah, their bongs? Yeah, no, no, there are no bongs back there, just the plant. I guess, you know, the sativa, the CBD could come off in the air, but right. osmosis for the dead person. But yeah, I mean, there's a long history of medical use for this. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. This podcast is produced by the Pro Cannabis Media Group out of Boston, Massachusetts, for the enjoyment and education of our audience. Any medical advice or opinions shared are not a reflection of the Pro Cannabis Media Management or any of the In the Weeds distributors, including CLNS Media and C Suite Network.